Good evening, and welcome to Red Barn Radio. Wherever in the world you're listening, welcome to Roots Music Southern Style.
Thanks to WEKU, Red Barn Radio's official radio partner, NPR for Central and Eastern Kentucky. Listen online at WEKU.org. Red Barn Radio is presented with the financial support of LexArts, Lexington, Kentucky's premier cultural development, advocacy, and fundraising organization. LexArts, working for the development of a strong and vibrant arts community as a means of enhancing the quality of life in Central Kentucky. And by Visit Lex, Lexington, Kentucky's Convention and Visitors Bureau. Planning to visit Lexington or just looking for more information? Visit Lex is on the web at visitlex.com. Hello. Good to have you with us on Red Barn Radio. I'm Brad Becker. This is season 19 of Red Barn Radio, and tonight we welcome you to show number 726. We continue to keep our staff and our musical guests safe, adhering to state and local guidelines concerning cleanliness and personal protective equipment. So, ladies and gentlemen, for now, you, the online viewers and radio listeners, are the Red Barn Radio audience with 100% of our attention. Tonight on Red Barn Radio, an evening of music and conversation from Louisville, Kentucky, Krogan's Crossing. Krogan's Crossing is a revolving group of performers, some of whom have performed on the Red Barn stage before. They play Celtic music with a bluegrass twist. Welcome, Krogan's Crossing. Till the fourth day of July. 
the cuckoo. She's a pretty bird, and she warbles as she flies. She'll never sing the cuckoo till the fourth day of July. She's a pretty bird, and she warbles as she flies. But she'll never sing cuckoo till the fourth day of July. Till the fourth day of July. This evening, we bring to the Red Barn stage Krogan's Crossing, a talented group of professional players and music educators from Louisville, Kentucky. Heavily influenced by their Kentucky roots, you'll definitely feel a bluegrass flair to their Celtic sound. Regionally, Krogan's Crossing has appeared on Kentucky Homefront, opened for Gaelic Storm, and has performed at Worldfest, among many other notable appearances. The members of Krogan's Crossing have all traveled and performed as session players with nationally celebrated artists, and we are thrilled to have them with us on Red Barn Radio. Welcome, Krogan's Crossing.
You are all music educators. Could we maybe take a couple of minutes to talk about the unique challenge and satisfaction that comes with teaching music or art in general? Yeah. So I used to, you know, tour with a bunch of country artists and it got to a point where being on the road anymore was not really an option for me for lots of reasons. Just wanted to stay home. So I guess you could say I had an early life crisis. A local music store went up for sale. I talked to my husband. I was like, what do you think if I bought the music store downtown? Like his exact words pretty much were, well, you haven't screwed anything up yet. So if you think you can do it, Go for it. So yeah, now I'm a music store owner in New Albany, Indiana. Well, way to go. <laughs> I'm a little crazy. I could just kind of decide to go and do stuff. And I guess it's a good crazy. Maybe. Possibly. It's an artist crazy. Yeah, I think it is.
Hey, Anna, tell us about the country music touring you did before you got into doing your own business. Sure. I did uh, about a year and a half with um, Canadian folk singer-songwriter Coulter Wall. I was his fiddle player and mandolinist on the road for his whole first tour. That was pretty extensive. We were gone a lot. And, you know, he's amazing. He's done some great things since then. I had to step down from that just due to all the traveling. My buddies needed a fiddle player in Jericho Woods, which we've played on this show with them. So I was their fiddle player, and we might, I don't know if I'm supposed to announce this, but we may be doing something here soon. Yeah, so I uh, played with them for a little over two years. So You said you weren't sure what you were supposed to say, so. <laughs> well, there's supposed to be some type of reunion concert. Maybe possibly. you could go ahead and just say it. There might possibly be a reunion concert in the works. And if they change their mind, well, now you got to do it because I just announced it. So sorry, guys. You're stuck doing it now. Played a gig yesterday evening and left for home this morning. Got a flat tire in Central City delaying my trip home. Sometimes life tries to get you down, but I'm like a freight train no slowing down. Got a flat tire in Central City, it's a small town. Walk us through your history with percussion. Always been a percussionist? I have always been a percussionist ever since 
kindergarten. Actually, when I was at the end of my kindergarten year, I went to a school in Louisville called Martin Luther King Jr. Elementary School, as West End as you can go. And we had a traveling percussion group there. At the time, it was called the Fabulous Leopard Percussionist. We did not read music. Our second and third grade regular gen ed teacher, after we finished math or writing or science, we got to roll a marimba or a xylophone or drums out into the hallway. And we got to listen and hear the song that we wanted to play and kind of pick through it. So that was really cool. It was a traveling percussion group, kids K through sixth grade. And then at sixth grade, you had to retire. So at sixth grade, I retired. And then I started to learn how to read music in middle school, went to youth performing arts school for high school. And then I started to teach the Louisville Leopards at that point. So I got to join bands at that point since I was turning 20, 21, going to bars I was a part of a rock band group uh, and then an all-girl band. It just kind of flourished from there. I got to work with the Louisville Leopards for 12 years. It's just been an awesome journey so far. Have you done stuff on a full kit as well? Yes. Depending on who I'm playing with or what kind of uh, event I'm playing, I also play kit and all kinds of other percussion instruments. Tell folks about the rig you have here tonight. So I've got a wind chime set up because that's just everything. It adds in everything. A tambourine, obviously, because you always need your tambourine. And then it's called a cajon. So it's like a box that I'm sitting on, but it's like a drum set in a box. So you have your snares right behind the front of the box. And then you in the middle, you have your bass sound. And whenever you see me pull up my leg and bring it down, I'm changing the pitch like I'm going down the toms in a drum set. So I add in the tambourine and the wind chimes for my cymbals. And then sometimes I'll have like a hi-hat or a conga on my left side, kind of as more toms or other sounds. So my brother and I were talking about this the other day, how the drum solo has gone by the wayside in rock music. What do you mean by that? Well, I'm just wondering, like, for instance, tonight, will you be playing like a maybe an eight to ten minute drum solo for us? You know, since it's the radio show, we might back it down to like a two or three minute solo. But, you know, we'll see. You never know. <laughs> hey, would you mind doing a little demo on the device you have there? For sure. Anybody can do it. If I had a lighter, I would be holding it up. <laughs> yes, then I accomplished my mission. I took a lady out west one night. She had a very large appetite. She asked me to take her out to dine. I counted out me money. I had four and nine. Four and nine, I still have yet. Four and nine, oh, I'll never forget. Don't ever take a lady out to dine. If you have in your pocket only four and nine. Started off with some oxtail soup, then stewed eels to loop the loop. Oysters too, she said, are fine, but I kept my muscles on me. Four and nine, four and nine, I still have yet. Four and nine, oh, I'll never forget. Don't ever take a lady out to dine if you have in your pocket only four and nine. 
Next thing she ordered was a fillet of plates and passed the chicken all across her face. As I watched it go down her spine, I said, Lord, have mercy on me, four and nine. Four and nine, I still have yet. Four and nine, oh, I'll never forget. Don't ever take a lady out to dine if you have in your pocket only four and nine. On mine, but I kept my muscles on me. Four and nine, four and nine, I still have yet. Four and nine, oh, I'll never forget. Don't ever take a lady out to dine if you have in your pocket only four and nine. In came the Boston game. We're back with more Red Barn Radio after this break. Red Barn Radio. Roots Music, Southern Style. We'll be right back. He kept his right eye fixed on mine, but I kept my muscles on me. Four and nine. Four and nine, I still have yet. Four and nine, oh, I'll never forget. Don't ever take a lady out to dine. If you have in your pocket only four and nine. In came the boss and he gave a stare. He placed his foot, but I won't say where. Out of the window I went flying, dancing on the pavement with me four and nine. Four and nine, I still have yet. Four and nine, oh, I'll never forget. Don't ever take a lady out to dine. If you have in your pocket only four and nine. Four and nine, I still have yet. Four and nine, oh, I'll never forget. Don't ever take a lady out to dine. If you have in your pocket only four and Welcome back. This is Red Barn Radio, recorded live from the Arts Place Performance Hall in Lexington, Kentucky. Red Barn Radio, roots music, Southern style.
wonder if you wouldn't mind talking to us a little bit about the kind of tunings you use when you play Irish music. I usually stick with uh, standard tuning because I've tried other tunings and they confuse me. So I haven't really given it much of an effort outside of standard tuning, but I've found standard tuning to be uh, sufficient to get all the sounds that I want, you know? Well, you do it really well. I just have always heard about that dadgad tuning for Celtic music. Yes, so dadgad's probably the most common tuning for Irish music. John Doyle, one of the major Irish guitar rhythm players, tends to stick with dadgad. But there are others of us who play Irish music in standard tuning, and we try to make it work, you know. There are other techniques you can use other than tuning your guitar to a particular tuning in order to try to get the style right with Irish music. One of those techniques is muting the strings a little bit. So instead of real open sounding, kind of mute it while we're going. So like... uh That kind of thing. Mm, great sound. Thank you very much. Who did you learn from? I watched YouTube videos of John Doyle. He's got some pretty good free instructional material just floating around online. The internet is your friend when you're learning guitar. Is he who you would call the sort of seminal Celtic guitarist? As far as I'm concerned, yeah. The way he plays is uh, extremely energetic. And uh, yeah, if I can play half as good as him, you know, that would be quite an accomplishment.
I wonder if you wouldn't mind talking to us about when you were an itty-bitty learning to play the violin. They had what they called an orchestra petting zoo. My fourth grade class went in, and the orchestra director at my school had this violinist come in and play for us. I was like, well, that's cool. And I went home. My dad was a keyboard Hammond B3 organ player, so he was a musical individual. So I went home, and I was like... I think I want to play violin. And they were like, okay. So they got me a violin. (laughs) I enrolled in my school orchestra, and um, I really loved it. From there, they got me signed up for violin lessons. And I went to Floyd Central High School in southern Indiana, which has an amazing performing arts program. So I was lucky enough to um, go through their whole orchestra program. I also took mandolin and fiddle lessons in high school from Jeff Guernsey, who's one of the best bluegrass musicians you'll ever meet, went to U of L, University of Louisville, sorry Lexington, for a classical violin. So that's kind of how I ended up here. Didn't you do some fiddle competition? I have. I've done a few competitions. Nothing real big. Um, I'm probably going to get kind of back into it again, so we'll see what happens. But I've had a couple local ones I've done pretty well in. Just as an adult, or did you do that as a little kid? Little kid through probably college. And then after college, I kind of stopped doing the the contest thing. So I might start doing them again because I'm home and nothing better to do but grow a baby and prepare for a fiddle contest.
Would you mind introducing us to your high-tech violin friend there that you've been playing some of these songs? My, my actual violin. That is an NS Design CR5 electric violin. I love it. It can take a real good beating. It's great for outdoors. I have all these like 200-year-old beautiful sounding acoustic violins, but as soon as I get them out in the summer heat or something, it's just insane trying to keep them in tune or anything. So this thing... I won't say you could run it over with a car, but I mean, it's pretty hefty and I love the way it sounds and it's got five strings. So it's like a violin and a viola in one pretty cool little, little toy. So what's it made out of? Wood. (laughs) Um, I'm sure some plastics. I don't really know the specifics on what it's built out of. I don't know the answer. So (laughs) your guess is as good as mine.
lot of playing with a lot of people. I do. I really like to play music and teach kids. My freelancing life, my like professional musician life, I get to pre-COVID, I was playing with Crogan's Crossing, Southern Sirens, Bungalow Betty, Bridget Kalen. And then I got to go into elementary schools, middle schools, high schools, and I got to do clinics with those students, uh, whether it was a week-long clinic or just like a day clinic and whatever they wanted. Like if they wanted a specific genre of music or a specific activity that they wanted their kids to learn, I do that. And then I also go into colleges and teach educators how to teach music to kids. And I love to do that because I love to remind them about stage fright and remembering how it was as a student and how scary it was. So I like to put them on the spot and get them all nervous. My teaching method is also a little bit different. It's by words. So like uh, Seven Nation Army, the baseline, bum, 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 bum. I teach the kids or whoever I'm teaching, I'm a zombie with bad breath. I'm a zombie with really bad breath. <laughs> And they get it in two seconds. So it's really fun to go into like Led Zeppelin or Seven Nation Army rather than Twinkle Twinkle Little Star. They learn a lot faster.
We would like to thank Anna, Chris, and Kelsey Krogan's Crossing for being with us this evening. We also thank our volunteers and staff for their help in making our production happen each week. Thank you all for listening to our webcast, watching us on YouTube and Twitch, and those listening to us on the Red Barn Network of stations all around the world. Red Barn Radio comes to you from our home, the Arts Place Performance Hall in downtown Lexington, Kentucky. We thank LexArts president and CEO Amy Sweetall for helping to make the production of Red Barn Radio possible. Our website has updates and further information on all of our guests in our program. We're on the web at redbarnradio.com. And now, folks, once again, for one more tune, welcome back, Krogan's Crossing.
thanks to WEKU, Red Barn Radio's official radio partner, NPR for Central and Eastern Kentucky. Listen online at WEKU.org. Red Barn Radio is presented with the financial support of LexArts, Lexington, Kentucky's premier cultural development, advocacy, and fundraising organization. LexArts, working for the development of a strong and vibrant arts community as a means of enhancing the quality of life in Central Kentucky. And by Visit Lex, Lexington, Kentucky's Convention and Visitors Bureau. Planning to visit Lexington or just looking for more information? Visit Lex is on the web at visitlex.com. Red Barn Radio's executive producer is Ed Commons, who also directs our show. The music for this episode was mixed by Adam Schettinger. The Red Barn Radio playout theme, Wookie Foot, was taken from a live performance of the Wooks here on Red Barn Radio. More at wookoutamerica.com. Red Barn Radio, roots music, southern style. The best music from the roots of the South and sharing this music with the world. Thanks so much for listening. I'm Kathy Stamps. Red Barn Radio is a production of Red Barn Radio, LLC.